Good morning, all. This is Russell, your host this morning for the morning encounter with the Lord. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for for the love that you give us. We thank you for this opportunity to come and be in your presence. The privilege, the honor that you bestow on us through this opportunity. When there are many that are struggling even this morning, asking God, where are you? And you call us to be with you. You give us that exclusive hearing. Your undivided attention. And you hear the prayer of our heart. We thank you, Lord for that mercy that you renew for us every morning. Blessed be the name of our God, the one who is mighty and dwells in the midst of his people. We thank you, Father, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts every time you call us to you. For without that joy, Our fasting would have no meaning. Without that joy, we cannot experience and focus your presence. That is what helps us keep our focus stayed on you. And fasting is brought into meaning. Every prayer that we make is made from the bottom of our heart and not from the surface of our emotions. in the spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you pour that peace and that joy into our hearts this morning. And we want to share that same peace and that joy with everyone that is part of this prayer meeting, with every person that will pray with this recording as well. With everyone that is part of this praying family called by your name. We share that peace and joy with every person for whom prayers have been requested on this group and with all those that have no one to pray for them. No one to stand in that gap. And call on your name. Lord, we offer our faith to bridge that gap. We offer ourselves to partner with you, Holy Spirit. So that all those that you want to bless this day, we offer that raw material of faith to it. We share your peace and joy with everyone that is called a Christian, called by your name and has not yet encountered you, does not have a relationship with you. There are many in our own family and friend circles that only know you as part of their religion, but not personally. And we want to share your peace and joy, Lord, with all those that have willfully, knowingly walked away from you that have chosen darkness over your light, your wisdom. Under a false knowledge, under a false religion, under a lie that has been told to them and they have believed it. We pray for their souls as well, Lord. For they too are children of your inheritance. And it is your will that none of these should be thrown into outer darkness, but everyone through repentance should come to the kingdom of light. Quicken them, O Father, we pray, 
Let their hearts be turned towards you. Their eyes be opened to see you. That in seeing you, they may know you. And in knowing you, they may reestablish and build that relationship with their father. As we pray this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our king, our God, the lifter of men, the one who is ever faithful, will never back out. The one who dwells in the midst of the cherubims, who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. The Elohim Adonai. And we pray in the name of his son, the Lion of Judah. The Lord of hosts is he. The king of kings, the rider on the white horse. The one who was, who is, and who is to come. In whom are all hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And he has blessed us with every utterance from that wisdom and knowledge contained in his book of law, his word. So that that word might become flesh and dwell within us as the incorruptible seed that permanently, irreversibly illuminates our life until it completely is taken over by his light. He is the bridge to the Father, the way, the truth and the life, the Lord who heals, as is said in Isaiah 54. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of light, the spirit of life, the Father of all spirits, that we might remember that every spirit in the universe from heaven on earth and in hell is subject to his authority, the Holy Spirit, the one who carries the resurrection power, who raised Jesus from the dead and now is here with us, made his tabernacle within us. Our bodies now are his temple and he gives life to our mortal body. The one who heals our backsliding, convicts us, but is never willing to condemn us, put us to shame, or even bring punishment on us. The one who carries the love of the Father, the scepter of the King of Kings, who moves at the spoken word and the will of the Father to bring into fruition, to bring into manifestation every miracle that is prayed for. The executor, of that will, the scepter of the King of Kings. We pray in his name. Father, we thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of yourself. You gave us your son, the sacrifice for our atonement. You give us your spirit, through whom we have strength, the strength to resist the devil when we submit to him to the Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your angels and destiny help us. We thank you for the gift of family, of friends. We thank you for the opportunity, the blessing of prayer, that we are able to speak your word back to you, pray it in, in accordance with your will, and you always hear us. We thank you, Lord, that in it are hidden gems, prophecies, promises, principles, by which we can live and achieve not only abundance in this life, but achieve that true dominion that you made available to us when you created us as man in your own image, in your own likeness. And today we reflect on one such principle that Jesus was trying to teach us. 
We reflect on the instruction Jesus gave the rich young man who said he had followed and obeyed all the commandments. Now, what must I then do to inherit eternity? And in Matthew 19, verse 21, Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. Now the question here is, the man was rich. Why must he sell his treasure in the first place if Jesus is to restore the treasure to him? It's the same thing, isn't it? He already has it. Why must he give it up if he must then regain the same again? Now we see the same thing repeated in Luke 12 verse 33 as well. Where it says, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old. With a treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches and no moths destroy. Why does he want us to be stripped of those riches? Only then to restore the same again. What is he trying to say here? This brings us to a concept he was trying to teach us about. Where he says, be in the world, but not of this world. Be in the world, but not of this world. As is seen in John 15 verse 19 and John 17 verses 14 to 16. Where Jesus referenced it. And he said, like me, you are not of this world. What does he mean? In 1 John 5 verse 19, we see that Satan is referenced to as the prince of this world. And so the ways of the world that we live in are his ways because he rules it. That is why Romans 12 verse 2 says, do not conform to those ways of Satan, the ways of the world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind to God's ways. When we have wealth by the worldly system, that is Satan's ways, it teaches us to be selfish, to be proud, and to be wicked. We value money above relationships. And all the basic human values are gone out the window. Brother fighting against brother. Son against the parent as well. We see so many instances these days. Jesus is attacking that very character we have acquired from Satan at its root. He's attacking at, at its root when he urges us to give and to give up. When we become genuine givers, selfishness and wickedness is replaced by love. It has no place there. So he says in Matthew 6, verse 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seeking God's kingdom is seeking to align with his will and submitting to his governance. Obeying and following him. Seeking his righteousness is seeking to have his very nature. So that we become in his image and likeness. And he said, Jesus said, by this 
shall all men know that you are my disciples because a disciple always follows his teacher and seeks to emulate and be like his teacher in character and in person to take on all the qualities that the teacher is passing on to him. And that's when God sees Jesus in us and counts us as righteous. That's when we are restored to what he started in Genesis 1 verse 26 and 27 when he created man. He said, there let us make man in our own image and likeness. That very same character, that image and likeness is what he's talking about. The righteousness. And when that restoration takes place, then the next verse, Genesis 1, must, Genesis 1 verse 28 must follow. He said, let this man now who is in my image and likeness have dominion, have authority over all. So what's the difference? The person now has treasure, the same treasure, but minus the selfishness, minus the pride, minus the ego, minus the ambition, and minus wickedness. There is nothing he will not give out when asked by God. God asked Jesus to give his life. He willingly submitted it to the Father and gave up. For him, the relationship with the father meant more than anything else, including his own life. Now, simple applications of this for us to understand, for understanding purposes, is the case of a man, just as an example, a case of a man who became rich through hard work. And because he didn't have all the comforts of life, he decided to give his children all the luxuries. He gave them all riches and denied them no request. He gave them everything they wanted and asked for. But the children turned out spoiled and didn't value anything. They grew up with false knowledge. They grew up to be big spenders. Just like Eve was beguiled by Satan. They wasted away everything he earned. So what went wrong there? The father gave them treasure, but without a value system. And that's what Satan's worldly system does to produce wicked sons. Had the father focused not on his system, but on the system where he taught them to value every dollar by first learning to earn it. And then they would respect every dollar they had. Are we doing this to our families, to our children as well? Giving them everything in a way without a value system that it is literally spoiling their habits. Jesus does not want us to be tied down to material belongings, but rather value the more important things in life. He wants us to raise our children too as responsible people who follow his value system so that they grow up to be good human beings. He said, you can't serve money and God together. So when Jesus told the rich young man to sell everything, he actually put the option of serving money 
or serving God before him. This is why he says, give, and it will be given unto you. When you give, you demonstrate God's character. God was a giver, and John 3, verse 16, shows us how big a giver he is, where it said, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his most prized possession, the one he loved the most, he gave that son up. That was the extent of his love. That is how big his heart is as a giver. Jesus gave his life too. He said, greater love has no man than this, but to lay down his life for his friends. It is that giving nature, which when we take on, that puts on his righteousness as a garment for us. And scripture confirms it as well when it says in Psalms 112 verse 9, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. So going back to the verse we referred to earlier, Matthew 6 verse 33. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and this righteousness of the giver. Then all these things you desire shall be added unto you. And you shall still remain righteous. Let's look at what Psalms 112 verse 3 says. It says, wealth and riches are in their houses, and yet their righteousness endures forever. If we were to acquire wealth and riches by the worldly system, we know what we would be looking at. They are in this world, but not of it. Those are the kind of people that Psalm 112 verse 3 is referring to. Wealth and riches are in their houses and yet their righteousness endures forever. They are in this world but not corrupted by its ways. They have found a way to achieve abundance, to achieve dominion and yet remain pure. That is what Jesus is calling us to. He does not want us to remain poor, helpless and struggling. He wants us to have everything we need. But understanding it with responsibility and acquiring it by following his principles so that we are still maintained in good standing with God and we, there is no wickedness in our heart. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we understand your principles of how you want us to acquire that abundance. And we follow it, including the principles of tithing, including everything that you will have us learn in order to be humble, to stay humble and achieve righteousness. In order to have everything that we need in this world and yet remain submitted to you in humility. In order to possess the nature and the character of Jesus the king of kings himself who demonstrated that kind of a life of abundance to us. Help us live an effective life, Father. Not just a long life, but an effective one. Jesus showed how an effective life could be lived in his short three-year ministry. It didn't take him long, but he fulfilled everything that was required 
within that period. Help us make our lives that effective as well. So that at the end of it, we still are in the right standing with you. We still have kept ourselves as a vessel, clean and pure and of use by the master. We ask for that edification, that growth in our spirit. We also pray for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families and friends. We pray for every request that is mentioned on this prayer group. In a special way for all those that are battling sickness and disease, those that are hospitalized this day, those that are fighting life-threatening situations. We pray for all families that are undergoing separation right now, battling the spirit of divorce, infidelity, violence, or anything that wants to steal the love out of that home and replace it with all kinds of discord. We cover these families as well as every family of the Brisbane Prayer Group by the precious blood of Jesus. We invite you, Lord, into these homes and ask you to take your place as the head of this family, that this house may be filled by your presence and there is no place for the most low and the most low we command it to leave right now under the authority of the name of Jesus. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, including the spirit of poverty, busyness, joblessness, anxiety, depression, addictions. Every such yoke of the enemy, Lord, we ask for your yoke-breaking anointing, as is mentioned in Isaiah 10, 27, to touch these lives this day. In the authority of the name of Jesus, we declare every such chain over their lives broken right now. We remember all those that we are praying for in our personal prayer. We prophesy a creation of new jobs and new opportunities for those that are struggling in their finances and are seeking that new start. We pray also for all those that are battling the spirit of suicide, those that are seeking to take their own lives or to commit an abortion. We pray for our own families. Especially those members in our family and friend circle that have not yet received the gift of salvation. Quicken them, O Lord, and they shall call on your name. For unless you quicken them, they cannot come to you. Call them, O Father, and let your light light up their lamp. Let their lamp be illuminated and their eyes see the path like noonday. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. 
And when we make our prayer in faith and release it in that faith, we know that that prayer cannot come back. It is your spoken word that you have raised above everything else, including your own name. It must fulfill that which it is sent to fulfill. We now make this our prayer of agreement with each other and with the Holy Spirit who intercedes on our behalf. We join our spirits to yours, Lord, as we release our faith. And when we pray in the Spirit, I encourage everyone that can pray in the Spirit to please unmute and join in. And those that are seeking the gift, Take that bold step in faith, unmute your mic and start speaking one syllable. Ask the Holy Spirit for the gift. He is ever willing to give it to you. Ask of him and let him take over. Give him permission to take over your tongue. Let him speak and pray on your behalf. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Santa Papa
Sarakia. <laughs> 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The vision I got this morning was when you speak the word of God, situations change. And he showed me this, this big shipping container and this huge amount of water coming and shifting this container as though it was a toy. And he's saying, he's saying that's what happens when you speak the word of God. The words that he spoke to me, speak out my words. My words are living and active. Be bold, my people. Live in me. The scripture I was given is Galatians 1.10. Am I now seeking the favour of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still pleasing men, I should not be a servant of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The words that have been put in my heart are from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 10 onwards, 10 to 20. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understand it. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law says, it says to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
before we conclude just a reminder about friday's bible study topic the topic is the fifth part out of the six part series on 12 steps to a good year we shall learn steps 9 and 10 this week we will learn in this series to equip ourselves to appropriate the fullness of god's provision and blessings in the year that lies ahead we will also learn the need to make the right resolutions i shall share links for people to join on zoom and on youtube along with times for different time zones around the world later during the day on our whatsapp and the telegram groups please share those with your family and friends and invite them and that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us take up our cross and be a blessing to everyone around us in the mighty name of jesus and for his glory be blessed and have a wonderful day everyone thank you russell thank you everyone thank you russell god bless you god bless everyone Thank you Russell thank you everyone